It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everyone, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter, here with my co-host, at T-O-Q-M underscore Quentin Mayo. How you doing tonight, Quentin? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying not to laugh because you keep mocking me while what? I'm trying to... I was not mocking you. He he was trying to mess me up during the intro. Because that's, that, that's what good podcast co-hosts do, apparently. I guess so. I guess. So, you know why I'm here. I'm here so I don't get fined. Hey... A, <laughs> actually, I'm here to talk about um, Wizards basketball. Woo! And 50 wi- win season. Becca, they looked great last night, girl. Yeah, I think um, I-, I told Q if we win 50 games, I'll actually do the In My Feelings challenge. And it'll be super embarrassing, but I will do it. So... Get ready, Twitter. You're about to, like, I'm about to lose, like, 200 followers or something crazy. Nah, you'll gain a few thousand. If you hit the In My Feelings Challenge, you'll get, like, at least 2,000 followers. Yeah, I doubt myself. I doubt my dancing skills. But you know what? Like, I'll, I'll have, like, you know, a drink or two. I'll get I'll get a little loose, and then I'll be able to successfully oh do the gosh. In My Feelings. <laughs> Just going to get a little loose. <laughs> get a little loose. Jeez. Um... Yeah, because, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I need to, if I'm going to post something on Twitter, it's going to be perfect. I, I just can't post something that's kind of okay. Like, if I'm going to do the In My Feelings challenge for you guys, it's going to be full, like, perfection. Like, oh my gosh, like, she does it better than John Wall. And John Wall is a pretty good dancer, so. Yeah. I, I got a lot to live up to. Definitely. Let's just put it that way. Yes, you do. So, last night... The Wizards were in New York playing the New York Knicks. 
Quentin's getting frustrated because they're always playing the Knicks somehow. He's not Yo, really. <laughs> why are they always playing the Knicks? Like, what is good? What type of verbal agreement did they make? They play the Knicks three times a preseason. This is ridiculous. I'm tired of seeing them orange and blue jerseys. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing Trey Burke. It's just like, it, it's like getting your heart ripped out over and over because I, I, like I said before, he went, he went to the Knicks and played so much better for the Knicks than he did for us. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we usually play the Knicks. We usually play the Heat. We usually play... Um, I, I thought we used to play the Sixers in preseason, but I don't think that's happening. Um, they got yeah. too good. They got too good, and we were just like, you know, we're not playing. Uh, oh, anymore. we don't want the smoke during right. preseason. We're not about it. We don't want that smack talk from Joel Embiid. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not we're not going there. However, we did get a win last night. Final score: Wizards one ten, New York Knicks ninety eight. Mm-hmm. I was super stunned. I I mean, I, I was I knew they could do that, but I mean, it was just incredible to see everything kind of falling for the team. And um, if if you look at the game. The biggest leads, Wizards had a biggest lead of 23, and the Knicks had a biggest lead of 2. So it's safe to say that the Knicks really never had a control control of that game. So it was pretty nice to see. Um, basically, I think what really did it for us is our offensive rebounds, and which led to second-chance points. We had 14 offensive rebounds while the Knicks only had 4. Um, we also were more productive passing the ball wise as a team. We had 28 assists. New York only had 18, but, um, New York, New York did have the same amount of turnovers as us 21. I know Scott Brooks said this past game that we needed to get that down. And, um, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Green after this game. Oh, I love Jeff Green. I love Jeff Green so much. I, I think I raved about him on the last podcast. He's just a quiet guy. He has great size. He can defend well. And when he's open, he can knock the three down. And he also has the ability to put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, and finish at the basket. Not only can he finger roll and finesse you up at the rim, but he can take two steps and dunk on your head. Just ask Jan Mahimi. He did the <laughs> same thing to Jan Mahimi last season when the whole Cavs bench Went crazy. He had another stellar slam last night. So I really like what I'm seeing out of Jeff Green. Shot 70% from the field. 7 for 10. That's impressive stuff. So I liked what I saw out of him. Something that was important for me is he had a great third quarter. And I've been saying this for a long time. The third quarter usually breaks or makes the Wizards. I mean, we already had control over this game, but I think what really sealed the deal was the fact that Jeff Green was really in there kind of taking control of the game a little and yeah, I was just super impressed by him. I think he is a great pickup. I mean, seriously, like having him off the bench is crucial. And I think Jason Smith, I, I got to take the time to say something about <laughs> my boy, Jason. J- Jason had some great shots last night. Yeah. Jason had 11 points and I I could not be more happy. So... I love how Jason Smith, every time he gets the ball, he's looking to score. 
Like, especially a guy of his size, like, usually when you're a big man like that, you're not usually looking to score the ball, but he's been shooting all his career. When the ball touches his hand, he's looking directly at the rim. Like, if I can, if I have enough space, I'm going to shoot this ball because I know my stroke is good enough to go in. And like you said about the third quarter, the Wizards, I think John Wall answered a few questions about this. They said they really wanted to focus on their performance out of halftime. This game, they had 36 points in the third quarter coming out of half. Last game against the Heat, they had 38 points coming out of half. So it's a big focus of this team. It, the third quarter is very important. That's a huge momentum swing heading to the fourth and the rest of the game because if you're slacking in the third quarter, you're in an uphill battle when the fourth quarter rolls around. That's why the Golden State Warriors are so impressive because they're probably the best, not only the best third quarter team in the league, but probably the best third quarter team we've seen in the NBA in such a long time. So if you can get on a run and score the most of your points in the third quarter, it's pretty impressive and it goes a very long way. I am right there with you. I've been saying this forever on this podcast. Um, Offensive productivity from the starters was most definitely there. They combined for 73 points. And, yeah, I mean, Kelly had 13 points. I'm not sure on his shooting percentage. I don't know how good that was. but um, He He was uh, 5 for 13. He he contributed, so I'll give him that. And... This was all with without Dwight Howard, by the way. So, I, I think if Dwight comes back, we should be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Just hopefully, hopefully, you know, with this injury that he's dealing with, hopefully he's in good shape. Because I know a lot of times when you have an injury like your back or your lower back or your butt, they advise you to stay off your feet for a while. And with a, a basketball player, obviously he's already at a disadvantage. The taller you are, the more likely your, your bones are to break down. A lot of stress in your lower back with your height. So hopefully he can, you know, still be in basketball shape. I know he's a gym warrior. He goes hard in the gym. He works out um, all summer long. You saw on his Instagram live how hard he was working. So hopefully he can stay in shape and be prepared to run with these guys because they're going to be running pretty fast. But like you said, the starters did well. Wall and Bill combined for 34 points last night. A starter, Jan Mahimi. My boy four Jan. Four for four. My boy Jan Mahimi was four for four from the free throw line, which is very important. He had a plus minus of plus 21. And he shot 75% from the field with 11 points. That's that's all you can really ask for out of him. Mihimi it's, it is good to fire, see. okay? And I let see. me let me just tell you something. This preseason, he shot 92% from the free throw line so far. Virtually perfect from the line. 92%. <laughs> my boy Jan, Jan Mihimi, who would have thought, okay, if you told me last year that I was going to be standing Jan Mihimi, I probably would have laughed in your face. Now I'm just like, you know what? This dude, he's killing it. Like, I have nothing to say. And he dropped a three last night, so I'm good. Yeah. I, I had a great time watching him. And He's going to have to be perfect. Well, he's going to have to be really good because there's no timetable right now on when Dwight Howard's going to come back, especially with the injury like his. It's day-to-day. So... Mahima's gonna obviously he's gonna be asked to start at least the first game, but who knows how many games after that Mahima's gonna be thrust into the star lineup and run with the with the big boys. So it's gonna be a challenge, but Jan is definitely looking good in preseason. See if he can look good in regular season. And who's gonna be the backup center? Is it is it Smith? Jason Smith. My that guy, boy. Jason Smith, your boy. I, I love Jason Smith. I can't stop raving about him. It's kind of <laughs> crazy and obsessive but you know what I'm that's okay so 
when we come back, we're going to discuss kind of our, our summary of what we're getting from the preseason so far. We're going to take a quick break, and we will see you soon. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. Thank you so much for joining us on our kind of afterthoughts podcast, our reaction from last night's game. The Washington Wizards defeat the New York Knicks 110 to 98. And I'm honestly just, I'm pretty happy with how this preseason has gone so far. Are you happy, Quinn? You feeling it? I am happy. They started off a little rough, um, you know, with that. First game against the Miami was that no that was against the Knicks, um, but they look good. The more the starters get to play, they seem like they're getting into a rhythm. Um, especially seeing extended minutes from the starters in this last game, it just kind of gets you in the mood for regular season basketball. And I forgot though, this came last night without um, Markeith Morris in the starting lineup. That's so, right. It's it's going to be something we got to keep our eyes out for. But one thing I have to remind myself after I look at this box score is that this is against the Knicks. This is a team that's a rebuilding team. They are very talented, but they're without Porzingis. They're without Porzingis. That's really much all I have to say. So they're <laughs> without they're Porzingis. very young. Right. They're a very young team. Did um, Noah so play last night? He did not play. Okay. So it'll be it'll be a sight to see um, how these guys do. Down the line, but I don't even think Mitchell Robinson played. Courtney Lee didn't play. Enos Cantor, Ron Baker. No, Ron Baker played. So a lot of these guys didn't play. A lot of their starters, they're their big time go to guys. So they, the Wizards did what they were supposed to do with a team that was down a lot of pieces and that's inferior to them. They handled their business. They came out. They slapped them around, and they lived to see another day. So that's what good teams have to do. You have to win the ones that you're supposed to win. You can't fall to the level of your competition. That's what they did last night. Wizards are playing Detroit tomorrow. How do you, how do you, what's the, what's the vibe you're getting? Like, how do you feel they're going to, it's going to pan out? I think they're on a roll. I don't think they lose another preseason game. I think they finish the preseason with these two wins, one against the, the uh, Pistons and then against the Lions from China. I can't pronounce <laughs> that big word. So. because we know, Right, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Lions from China. I think they go undefeated in these last two games and get ready for the regular season. So, how are you feeling? What's your vibe? I'm feeling, you feeling. I'm feeling 
typically I'm typically overly optimistic. So I'm trying to slow my roll a little bit, but I'm also right. trying to recognize, you know, give them credit where it's due. Like they they've been playing great. I think the rotations last night worked really well and should this continue, I don't see why, you know, we can't do something this season, like get past the second round, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm super excited. I haven't really been keeping track of other teams, like how they've been doing in the preseason. So I wouldn't, I haven't, I really need to um, do some research, but I'm super excited and I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good test on Wednesday against the Pistons. Um, Yamahima will be the starter once again. So, I mean, if you were impressed with him through these f- first few games, he's got a matchup with Andre Drummond, who's one of the better centers in the NBA. I think the last game against OKC, he had 31 points. I think he went 14 for 21 from the field. So, uh, and 12 rebounds. So, Andre Drummond is going to give him a lot of bump down low, and this is what you're going to have to expect. He's going to be getting his best shot at all these big-time centers, and he's going to be able have to be able to hold his own for him to be a formidable um, starter, quote-unquote, for the moment until Dwight Howard returns to the lineup. I think he's going to do just fine because this summer I felt like he actually had the time to kind of develop into the player that he's always wanted to be, given that he didn't have any injuries. You know, remaining healthy for any NBA player is super important. So... I'm kind of glad that he's gotten that opportunity. He's a sharp shooter from the free throw line. Um, first four years with the Pacers, he had like 55%. Now he's like, you know, 92. Of course, that number is going to go down, but gets me excited to see, you know, how fu- how long can he keep this going? So yeah. Practice makes perfect. So if he's focusing that much on his shooting at this point in his career. He's obviously trying to get better, trying to improve, and trying to contribute to this team. So uh, even though it is preseason, practice makes perfect. So it's translating to the basketball court when the lights were on, and uh, for now, he's doing well. This is totally random and unrelated to anything. (laughs) But um, back in the day, you know, like the Gilbert era, we used to have a free throw coach. Do you think that's something that we should bring back? Hmm. That is a great question, Becca. That is a great question. I think they should. This is a team that has struggled with free throws of the past, at least for the throughout the wall and bill regime. And I'm just thinking of one easy one that, I mean, one is just one example. But Bill missed one last night where I was like, okay, like this is regular season form you guys are showing. It's been a lot of close games that they've lost and should have won because there have been games where they've missed 10 free throws in a game, 13 free throws in a game. The free throw line has lost them games. So if they can get a free throw coach, just spend an extra 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or even an hour on just practice and repeating, repetitive stroke and getting focused and shooting free throws when you're tired. Have them run like 16 suicides or 16 gassers and have them have to knock down 20 to 30 free throws in a row. Stuff like that translates to late game situations when you play 25, 30 minutes. You have to knock down clutch free throws. So, I mean, they probably don't need a coach for that. That should be something that's implemented into the the coaching staff and the philosophy already. But, you know, it is never doesn't hurt something that you should overlook. It doesn't hurt to bring a coach in just for something like that. How about you do it? You could teach oh, them. Oh, oh no. I, I could teach them for free. I don't know how well their shots would end up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at the free throw line. I think I could teach them what I know. 
Imagine this five, two and a half girl coming up and being like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to knock down your threes. I I think, I I don't know if they'd be excited or horrified. Probably a little bit of both. We got to implement, like every podcast, I feel like we come up with some new good ideas. So we need to have a meetup soon with all all the listeners. And at that meetup, you have to... We should get like a little court or something, or we should just have like one of those little, <clears throat> like the carnival uh, shooting <laughs> games, and you can show us how good you can shoot from downtown. That'll be that'll be fun. Well, I I mean that doesn't sound as scary to me because I've already threatened Travis Thomas on um, NBC Washington that I was gonna whoop his um behind at the elementary school across the street from my house. So I mean, how much worse <laughs> can it get? You know what I'm saying? So. I'm good. Very if true. you guys want to see me play some carnival games, like that's honestly no problem. That'll be a breeze <laughs> because the bigger problem is that I threatened a 6'2 man that I'm going to kill him on the basketball court. And I haven't played basketball in years, so. Yeah, that's an L for you, Becca. Hold I was one. a rec league champion, though. I, I will say, yeah, there you I was go. a rec league champion. I was most valuable player on a losing team. Woo! So I, I just want to let y'all know, like, I, I got some, like, basketball history, you know. That's where the MVP in your name comes yeah. from? The rec league MVP? Rec league MVP. Maybe that's why I like Jason Smith so much because he's the rec league dad. Um, Dang. Yeah, it, it all makes sense now. You're like you're like the Russell Westbrook of NBA Twitter. <laughs> you average a triple double, but your team can't win a postseason uh series. That's great. Look at you. Flirting. You guys, this dude just called me Russell Westbrook, and I don't know how I feel about that. If you want to fight Quentin, please do because you know it. Part of him, part of it, he deserves it. You know what I mean? Just because he's so like. He, he's oh trying to create gosh. all these weird um, things for me to do. I got in my feelings challenge now. I got to go find some carnival games. And, uh, like, what, what next? What, what else is going to happen? I mean. Underwater basket weaving. What? Like, I'm trying to make you. I'm trying to make you diverse. I'm trying to throw a lot of challenges at you so you can overcome them and become a better woman. Okay? I'm trying to help you. That's why you brought me in a podcast, so I can help you. So let me help you, Becca. This- you got this. This guy thinks he's my guidance counselor. Like I don't know what I don't I know am. what is happening right now. Tauruses give good advice, and I'm giving well, you Virgos great advice. Well, Virgos don't need anybody's advice. So, what what oh, you got to say about me. that? Nothing, Nothing else. else. Um, yeah. So we want to hear your thoughts. If you're interested in doing a meetup, maybe for the first game of the season, we would love to meet you. Let us know if you'd be interested, so we can even you know. See if it's worth doing in the first place. And with that, I think it's a wrap for this podcast. Yeah. Shout out my boy Tough Juice. Tough Juice. Karan. Bro, got to come on the podcast. I see you on NBA TV. Shout out Tough Juice. And uh, yeah, shout out Jason Smith. He reposted us on Instagram. Jason so. Smith has been always reposting my Locked On stuff. So I, def- I definitely um, have respect for him. Also, you guys, I tweeted yesterday that... Um, I don't want Jimmy Butler to be on the Wizards. And Karan quoted my tweet with the eyes emoji. Can anybody please explain to me what that means? Like, do, what? Like, do, mm. does he agree with me? Does he not? Like, is that weird? Like, is he mad at me? Is he going to unfollow me soon? Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Mm. But 
Um, if one of y'all can explain that to me, I would really appreciate it. But, um, yeah, so give us your thoughts, comments, concerns, questions. And with that all being said, you've been listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. See ya. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.